Search podcast. We're eventually going to write a thing that we will say so this part won't seem so awkward. But for now, uh, hi, my name is Kate. Emma's is here. And today I know that we're doing part two of Shirley Temple. I would like to take this moment to say I really enjoy the drink Shirley Temple. I have good memories of going to St. Hubert's, the chicken place, <laughs> with my grandma and eating free coleslaw and doing a little color placemat thing and having a Shirley Temple with maraschino cherries in it and it's a good drink and I don't care who knows it. Pecan pie and a treasure chest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, actually, it's fun because we are going to definitely talk about the drink Shirley Temple. <laughs> so last time we talked about um, all the movies, if you want to call it that, uh, that Shirley Temple was in from very start of her career and we talked about how all of those were pretty problematic not only from like a racist standpoint but uh child abuse and labor uh what's the word just a lot of misconduct going on in the film sets um and it was a weird time in hollywood there weren't really clear rules to stop abuse from happening and from people being taken advantage of and yeah because she was so young and it was at that time there was just really nothing there to protect yeah vulnerable people even that child welfare worker that would just get put in a different room with a loud radio on um yeah like there were no standards and the things that were being done to like make it seem okay were like not enough at all yeah so we talked about that, and we also talked about all the uh, sexual abuse and molestation, which is the same thing, uh, that she encountered um, through some pretty well-known people like David Oselznik and, uh, what's that other douchebag's name, George Jessel um, in her career, and also some of the crazy rumors about her uh, being a dwarf, and how her hair was fake and how she had a 10 year old daughter (laughs) um or that they would file down her teeth so that was part one yes weird tabloid stuff and (laughs) oh and george no graham green i just want to say again fuck you you fucking fuckhole you suck um okay this one we're gonna talk about her later life uh her marriages her money and the drink yay yeah i think i probably was more familiar with the drink than the movie since we were we were older yeah i think i knew like some of the songs and like i knew her face but i was probably fixated more and being like yeah 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 that drink the ginger ale and the grenadine and it's got the little cherry on a sword sword Mm -hmm. cherry so when shirley temple was 15 years old she met John Agar, who was a U.S. Army Corps sergeant. He was also a phys ed instructor and a member of a Chicago meatpacking family. And he would become her future husband, who she would marry 
on September 19, 1945, in Los Angeles when she was 17. He was seven years older than her. He was 24. <laughs> as was the style at the time. <laughs> as you do. Um, he was a nice guy to start. He also became an actor and made a few low-budget horror films. And they actually made two movies together. Oh, I should not know that. Fort Apache in 1948 and Adventure in Baltimore in 1949. Oh. Never heard of them? Classics. <laughs> yeah, I think she really only did them because, like, for him. To be like, this movie won't be made unless I'm in it and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then no one will ever watch it, so it'll just be done. Yeah, he wasn't good. Oh, that's kind of like... Oh, yeah. Give it a go. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him though because almost immediately he uh, into their marriage he started emotionally and physically abusing her, cheating mm-hmm. on her, and he was a drunk. He had right. multiple arrests for DUIs. Hey. Yeah, real, real piece of garbage. And he has a legacy of being a garbage man later on too. They had a daughter. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately for Linda Susan, who is her daughter. She was born in 1948. She's terrible. Well, like he was abusing her and cheating on her and being such a piece of shit. And they had a daughter during that time in 1948. But then Temple filed for divorce from Agar on December 5th, 1949. So a year after. So yeah, she's still a baby. Hopefully doesn't have too many memories of the fun times. Okay. Life story. It's just 1949. Divorce. Freshly divorced. He was a huge asshole about it. Oh, I'm sure he was probably like, give me money then. What else are you good for? He would slander her and say, the reason he drinks is because of her. Yeah, that's probably it. And uh, so later on down the road, Shirley Temple was involved with uh, some really, this is so random, really interesting diplomatic opportunities. Okay. In the 60s, uh, she was appointed a delegate for the United Nations by Richard Nixon. Uh, I think I did know some of this. Or something weird. I've just like seen photos and been like, that's Shirley Temple? That's weird. But in her FBI background check that you need to become a United Nations delegate. They found out she filed down her teeth and like dyed her hair. So she's out. A liar. Cool guy, uh, Agar. Apparently tried to fuck that up for her because uh, he had to get interviewed for it. So he would mm-hmm. tell them that she was emotionally unstable and unfit for the job. Then they saw that he was wasted. So they were like, maybe not this guy. <laughs> she actually got really involved with the Republican Party in California. And she would speak a lot at the meetings and was super involved with um, something called the Commonwealth Club of California, which is a public affairs forum. And she became president of that club for a little bit in the 1980s. Oh. She also ran for a spot in the congressional district, but she lost. But came in second. That's good. That's good. Oh, California. She gave, She really gave a care about this stuff. Um, she also became the ambassador to Czechoslovakia. <laughs> okay. She was there for something called the Velvet Revolution. I don't know if you've heard of that. What's the Velvet Revolution? It was a non-violent transition of power against communist power in the country. Oh. Shirley Temple hated commies. 
Yeah, it, that appointment just kind of seems like, did you win a raffle or something? <laughs> but maybe it was just like, hey, you seem interested in this and you're here. Would you like to do this? Shirley Temple, huge in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> yeah. She also served on a ton of boards. So including uh, the Disney company. Okay, I can see that. Del Monte Foods. Yeah, I guess that's when, like, foods were like, give us cute babies for our packaging. Bank of America? Sure. Bank of California? <laughs> sure, I guess. Uh, the National Wildlife Federation. I guess it's just, it's like a household name, so you'd be like, sure, that sounds good. Yeah, all of these I know, which I'm like, oh, okay, neat. But yeah, I just thought, I thought all that stuff was really interesting. I'm like, I had no idea she was, like, a fucking ambassador to Czechoslovakia, and, like, that's crazy. That's pretty random. Worked with the UN. That just seems like... Yeah. yeah. She's lovable. Um, a year after her divorce from Agar, she retired from acting. Yeah. She was only 22. In January, in 1950, Shirley met Charles Alden Black. And he was a U.S. He was in the U.S. Navy. Um, and they got engaged really quickly, um, and married in December 16th, 1950, in a very small ceremony. And this guy, he, he says he'd never even seen a single movie of hers, and he didn't give a shit if she was famous or not. But he was her stalker. It didn't matter. No, but he didn't know anything he about her? He didn't care. Um, and I think she really, really liked that. He's like, Shirley Temple, who... Um, Did he become a piece of shit, though? I feel like I'm bracing to be like, and then he beat the shit out of her, and then <laughs> I'm waiting for it to be awful. Was he good? Was he a nice person? He's actually a really nice person. They were super nice in love. Person. Oh, that's great. Oh, thank God. Yeah. She really <laughs> needed this one. On April 28th, 1952, Shirley Temple gave birth to their son, Charles Alden Black Jr., and their daughter on April 9th, 1954, Lori... Who later became the bassist for the band, the Melvins? Oh fuck! I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Lori Lorax that? Black. Huh? And if you don't know the Melvins, they are a grunge band from Washington. Yeah. Well, was she like from the original couple of albums, and then she was like, and now primarily uh, 1987 to 1993. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the yes. Good stuff, the good stuff. Yeah, because yeah, then she was kind of all like, and then everyone just thinks Buzz does everything, and uh kind of sucks. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, because she's been in a bunch of other bands and stuff, too. She's, she's good shit. That's cool. I did not know that. Um, she would, Shirley Temple legally took uh, the name Black, and she would publicly speak as Shirley Black. And she would ask people to refer to her as Shirley Black actually saw a video clip of her being like, it's fine if you want to call me that, but, like, I go by Shirley Black now. Thank That's you. That's my dead baby name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were married for 54 years until Charles died on August 4th, 2005, from bone marrow disease. And mm. their marriage was really happy. That's nice, though. Um, money. So you're probably thinking, like, Shirley Temple's balling out of control. She is in all these movies. And, uh... She started in 44 films before the age of 12. That's insane. 44. 20th Century Fox's biggest earner in the box office is... Um, she would earn about $10,000 a week 
Um, her mother would take about $250 as her hairdresser. $1,500 every time she finished a film and raised it to $35,000. And Temple got about $13 a month of pocket money. But then what happened to the rest of the money? Yeah, her parents were supposed to be handling it. Um, and her father never put any of it in a trust, which he was court-ordered to do. So there was supposed to be $3.2 million in this trust for her yeah. when she retired, which today is $36.5 million. Yeah. Um, but there was only $44,000 in her account left for her. And in today's money, that's just under half a million dollars. Thanks, Dad. My banker dad. Yeah. <laughs> slash manager. Like, you were court-ordered to do that. You didn't do it. And apparently they had nothing to show for it. Like, they didn't have, like, fancy estates and properties and anything. They, yeah, like, what did they, they just gone. do? Apparently they lived, like, really fancy lifestyle. I just think it was, like, unsustainable because she... I don't know. I don't know. That sucks. How did you... Mm. Shirley Temple says that she forgave her father for squandering her whole fortune. I would not... I, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Um, I am gonna have a hard time with this. <laughs> that sucks. And you're a banker. You suck, Dad. Yeah. Jesus. Like, I guess it kind of, if you are the type of parent forcing your kid into this work and like even forcing her to like tap dance on a broken fucking ankle. Like, well, I'm doing most of the work. She doesn't even want to do it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's gross. That's terrible. Yeah, I don't like that part at all. But now we can talk about the drink. Shirley Temple didn't like the drink. She hated it. She thought it was gross. Shirley, it's good. What's the problem? She didn't like it. So Why? What's your idea of a good drink, Shirley? <laughs> I have a, <laughs> a recipe to make a Shirley Temple. So you pour one ounce of grenadine over ice in a glass... And grenadine is pomegranate juice, sugar, and lemon juice uh, made into a syrup. But commercial grenadine is basically just corn red syrup. syrup. <laughs> corn syrup, uh, <laughs> citric acid, and red food coloring. Um, you top with four ounces of lemon-lime soda and four ounces of ginger ale. And you stir gently to combine. And you garnish with a maraschino cherry. And apparently with a sword through it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Add a sword. I thought it had like a splash of orange juice too. Well, maybe at Saint Hubert's they No, fill the put your little gun up. One second of ginger ale, one second of seven up. <laughs> Pre sorted maraschino cherries from like a little box and you put them out there. In nineteen eighty eight, Shirley Temple sued a soft drink company that tried to manufacture a bottled version of the drink. And she won. But how awesome would it have been if you get Shirley Temples in a fucking bottle, you bitch? Little Why do cherries you cherries floating in it? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it might have been gross. I think it is one of those things that tastes better when they're fresh. But I like maraschino cherries. I don't care. I don't care. Who knows? The fancy ones, the cheap ones, they're all good. You need them. Glacé cherries? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. They're good. Um, when she was a diplomat and involved with the Democratic Party... 
um, she'd have to go to these stupid parties, and apparently members would offer her Shirley Temple drinks. She'd be like, Jesus Christ, fuck off. She would pretend every single time that she mm, loved it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Delicious. When Shirley Temple was 44, she, in 1972, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and the tumor was removed with a mastectomy. When she got diagnosed with cancer, she didn't tell anybody uh, because cancer was a weird thing back then, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's weird that people were like ever ashamed of having breast cancer, but... She wanted to reduce the stigma of the disease. So she didn't really talk about it, but she did announce it um, on a radio and television show in February of 1973 and also in an article for McCall's. Um, so she is credited with being a really important person in breast cancer awareness and reducing stigma around cancer in general. Oh, I did not know that. She then later died at the age of 85 in February 10th, 2014 in California. So she survived her, her husband. Did you know that she smoked cigarettes her whole life? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I feel like, yeah, maybe, like, the publicist would have been like, don't smoke on camera. <laughs> we can make you make out with people and be completely naked and do weird adult stuff with other babies, but, like, don't smoke. It'll look weird. Yeah. She didn't want it to, she didn't want to set a bad example for her fans. Aww. But I thought that was also when smoking was just like, it's fine. Babies can smoke. But, um, well, good for her. Well, and she died fine. from chronic <laughs> obstructive pulmonary disease, so... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had a good run. You beat breast cancer, I guess, if the smoking eventually got you. Weird. I did not know that. Um, on March 14th, 1935, Shirley Temple had her feet and handprints set in the concrete at Garuman's Chinese Theater. It's a very famous place, and I should know how to say it, but I don't know about that stuff, so... <laughs> <laughs> Garuman's Garuman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Um, she yeah. was the Grand Marshal of the New Year's Day Rose Parade in Pasadena three times. With a little baton thing? I guess so. I don't know why I can picture the little hat. She received a walk on the uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1960. I don't think I've ever actually watched an entire one of her movies. I think I've just seen clips. I've just seen clips and seen her referenced a lot. Like, it's just, yeah, she's just one of those figures that... There are a lot of videos online talking about Shirley Temple. And since I had researched the shit out of, like, her life and where the movies were and, like, tried to match up the timelines, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of videos out there. If you're going to go and watch them, like... They're all actually like verbatim to each other. And they're like random YouTubers. Just like, hey guys, what's up? This week we're going to turn on Shirley Temple. They're all the exact same dialogue. It's actually kind of weird. So, Rare. and since I had, I watched one and then I'm like, was that one made first? Or are these copying that one? Or is that one copying these ones? And a lot of them have wrong information and, or like leave out what I think are really important things. Like, how she went on to become a diplomat and all these things, or ambassador, rather. Like, mm -hmm. 
She did other cool stuff, and she was okay. Yeah, it's like, did someone be like, I have a content script. You can just pick these different topics and recite them for your channel. Well, it's so easily uh, proved wrong, too, because she wrote... Uh, the Her biography is called Child Star. Yeah, but then they'd have to read it. Well, they like, explicit. <laughs> like, she's very explicit and gets into everything, which I was almost surprised that she would even um, discuss... Yeah, were there any like responses to her biography, like people, like taking issue or, like saying that she had like, um, embellished or uh, left specific things out? Not that I had read, but there is a lot of cover up with the David Oselznik stuff. Um, mm -hmm. That because it's not just her that would accuse him of it, and also. She didn't talk about these things until like 50 years later, so the climate was totally yeah. different. Um, so I don't think there was many people to actually like even be like, I know enough Corroborate. to yeah. say that you missed a thing. But I do know what the David Oselznik stuff, yeah, there's... Even if you go to his Wikipedia page, I don't even think they mention it. No, it's not on there. They, but yeah, yeah, but I'm sure it's like he's like almost IP at this point where people are like, just clean it up. Just clean it up. Let's not talk about it anymore. It's just our legendary Hollywood stuff. So it's just like, yeah. Well, I'm sure his, yeah, his family still has like a legacy continuing on today where they're still like active in Hollywood, I'm sure. So why would you want your pedo grandpa yeah. called out? Well, it could just be if there are, um, if there have been settlements or something that maybe people aren't really allowed to talk about it publicly or that there's something that's been settled privately so it doesn't get talked about who knows but again but it's kind of gross that there's these like oh yeah no he's a pervert everyone knows it we just don't talk about it <laughs> that i'm like yeah i don't think that's helping anybody um yeah and it sounded right. like a lot of people were doing that at the time i still can't get over the fucking Graham Green, uh, like these were published, but it sounds like at the time people were like, "What the fuck?" And he uh, he was just kind of arguing like, "Well, that's just like, I'm just calling it as I see it." This hot kid over here. <laughs> I'm just pointing out that that Hollywood is sexualizing children, but by sounding like I'm aroused by it, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's generous of you. I don't think that's what. The angle was because they sued him yeah oh i think it's like it's different when it's like the male gaze talking about what they're enjoying but it's different when you want to talk about uh yeah i don't know i don't know i need to read more about this specific thing but um stupid um anyway so i guess that's everything that i thought was interesting enough to talk about shirley temple that's good. Okay. It had a kind of a happy ending. Yeah. I think for the child stars, a lot of them had like bad things happen to them and then some of them don't even like survive. So I think I, she was always like, she doesn't look the same and she's not like performing as an adult, but I, you knew that she was okay. Like she, she made it through. She was, she was okay. She wasn't like completely destroyed by the experience. That's it. Uh, thank you very much to our Stevie Moore and uh, the public domain for probably the music that we will use in this. <laughs> uh, and thank you.
very much. Bye-bye. Uh, pour yourself a big old glass of grenadine.